Amen. Well, how many of you have ever had a friend that was known for their big, fat mouth? How many of you have ever had a friend who is constantly known for sharing information with other people? If you don't have your hand up in this room, I hate to break it to you, you might be that person that your friends are talking about right now. But when I was in high school, there was a girl in our friend group who had a reputation for having a big fat mouth. She was that person that was constantly elaborating stories to make her life seem cooler than it was. She was that person who loved to share new information with the friend group. And she was that person who absolutely loved to be the center of attention. Not because it was good attention, but because it was any attention. And despite recognizing these qualities in her, especially during high school, I unfortunately learned that lesson the hard way. You see, at the time, I was a senior in high school. Josh and I had not started dating yet. But I'll be honest, I was beginning to like him and develop feelings for him. And unfortunately, I made the mistake of sharing that information with my friend. Little did I realize at the time that she also had feelings for Josh. And when I shared with her what I was thinking, it was game on. It was on. May the best woman win. And before I knew it, I found myself in a really messy situation. In an effort to make me look bad and to win Josh's heart, she went around spreading rumors about me. She would often say things to people that weren't necessarily true. She would take things that I had confided in her privately as a friend, and she would air out my dirty laundry in front of my friend group. And she was notorious for talking behind my back. She loved to have conversations with people about me while I wasn't around. Now, obviously, everything worked out because Josh and I ended up dating and, and we got married. But at the time, her words hurt me so deeply. Not only did it cause significant division within our friend group, at the time, it felt like our friends were, were forced to, to pick sides. It also severed, it ended a 10-year relationship that I had with her, all because she found her identity in talking negatively about other people. Well, tonight, we are in week three of our teaching series called My Big Fat Mouth. And research suggests that the average person on a daily basis speaks between 7,000 and 10,000 words a day. I know many of you in this room, there's some of you who speak way more than 10,000 words a day, and there's some of you who probably need to speak just a little bit more than you actually do. But listen, regardless of how many words that, that you speak, your words have significant power. 
They have the power to build other people up, to encourage them, to support them, to, to affirm them. But your words, they also have the ability to, to tear people down and to get you into lots of trouble. So over the past few weeks, we've been talking about several common ways that our words often get us into trouble. In week one, we talked about lying or deceiving other people with our words. Last week, we talked about bullying, which Lewis defined as consistently diminishing the God-given identity and purpose of someone else. But tonight, we are going to talk about the issue that I think if we're honest, we would say that we struggle with most. And that is the issue of gossip. Everybody say gossip. Now, chances are you can probably relate to, to my story in some way. Right? Either you've found yourself gossiping about another person. Maybe it's a sibling, it's a friend, someone that you don't necessarily care for at school. Or you have been the, the victim of gossip, where someone has intentionally talked about you and hurt you with their words. In a room this size, it's probably safe to say that you've actually found yourself in, in both scenarios. Some of you have been both the victim of gossip and you've also been the one that gossips about other people. But listen, when it comes to, to this idea of gossip, when it comes to this issue of gossip, here's what I know. Gossip is really easy to spot in other people's lives, but it can be really difficult to identify in our own. Like, it's easy for us to pinpoint when other people are, go are gossiping or when other people are talking about us. Why? Because obviously it, it affects us. But when it comes to our own life, when it comes to this issue of gossip that exists in, in our own life, it's often hard to see because we are so quick to, to justify it. Here's what I mean by this. We'll say things like, oh, I'm just spilling the tea, or I'm just asking for advice on how to, to handle a situation. My personal favorite, I've heard a lot of people do this. They'll say, hey, listen, we need to pray for this person because X, Y, or Z. We couch gossip as a, a prayer request, acting as if we're concerned about this other person, but in fact, all we wanna do is actually share information about them. And over time, when this becomes our attitude towards gossip, when this becomes such a part of, of who we are, and it's something that, that we do all the time, we begin to buy into this lie that gossip really isn't a big deal. We begin to think of gossip in terms of who really cares? It's not really a, a problem. And listen, our culture, it doesn't help with, with this mindset. Let me give you just a really recent example that if you have been on social media in the past few weeks at all, you have probably seen. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Listen to me. Don't boo. Don't boo. Before they were actually spotted in public together, right? Before pictures of them actually surfaced together as a couple. The amount of rumors and speculation about the two of them was absolutely insane. 
people were saying things like, oh, this is all for, for fame, right? This is not even real. Other people were saying things like, oh, I bet you Travis Kelsey's mom doesn't even like her. She doesn't even approve. People were saying all of these wild things about Travis and Taylor. Why? Because we love to have dirt on other people. For many of us, we find it fun to talk about other people. And our culture, it tells us all the time that it's okay, that it is socially acceptable to do that. But is that what God actually intends? Like when God created us to be in relationship with other people, when he gave us the ability to communicate and have conversations, was that what he actually intended? That we would use our words, that we would use our ability to, to communicate in a way that tears other people down and that hurts them. For the rest of tonight, we're going to answer three questions related to, to gossip. And I think these are the, the three questions that, that people often have when it comes to, to this topic. And my hope is that as we walk through this, as we, we talk about the specifics of gossip, that we will begin to have some clarity on what God actually says about it, and that we will be able to recognize if this is a problem that exists in our own life. So the first question that I want us to answer tonight is simply this. Number one, what is gossip? What is gossip? You know, conversations are a normal part of our everyday life. Conversations are a primary way that we communicate with our family and our friends. Through our words, we talk about our lives, we talk about what we like, what we dislike, the things that we find funny. But when it comes to talking about other people, when it comes to having conversations about other people in our life, we walk a very fine line. You see, talking about someone else is not necessarily a problem. But there is a very real difference between casual conversation and gossip. There's a very real difference between having a conversation, a casual conversation about someone else in your life and gossip. Now, the Bible does not give us a specific definition of gossip in, in one verse. However, the Bible does provide examples of the effects of gossip, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. And whenever the Bible talks about gossip, it's always mentioned in relation to the character of the person who participates. Gossip, according to God's word, can be used to describe a kind of person and a pattern of communication. I want you to, to listen to these verses in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19 says this, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang out with chatterers. Proverbs eleven nine, With their words, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. Although the Bible doesn't give us a, an explicit definition on, on gossip, it is clear about one thing. Gossip is wrong, and it has no place in our lives if we claim to be followers of Jesus. 
In fact, scripture goes as far as to say, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Only what is helpful for, for building other people up. And so if there's this fine line between casual conversation and gossip, how can we go about discerning it? How can we go about figuring out, okay, what is gossip and what is not? Using the, the Bible's examples, I think it's helpful for us to, to define gossip. And as I've studied this week, I came across a, a definition that, that was one of my favorites, and it's going to be on the screen behind me. Gossip is a conversation that shares bad news out of a bad heart behind someone's back. Gossip is a conversation that shares bad news out of a bad heart behind someone's back. You see, there are three primary characteristics when it comes to, to gossip. First of all, gossip, it shares bad news. What is bad news? Bad news is information about a person that paints them in a negative light. Bad news is information that is shared about another person that has the potential to damage their reputation and their character. It is information that when shared is harmful to another person. Some, some common real life examples of this. This could be information like a poor decision that someone made. This could be information like the sin that, that somebody struggles with. This could be information like someone's insecurity or, or their biggest fear. This is information that has the potential to paint someone in a negative light or to damage or ruin their reputation or character. And here's what I want you to, to understand about this idea of bad news, all right? Bad news can be either true or untrue. Some of you have, have grown up hearing the saying, well, if it's true, it's not gossip. That statement's not correct. It doesn't matter whether information is true or false about another person, if it has the potential to significantly damage their reputation or their character. So gossip, it consists of, of bad news. Gossip also comes from a bad heart. You see, it's not just the, the words that you say, it's also the intention behind the words that you say. Why you say it is just as important as what you say. And gossip, when you are talking about someone else, it is said with the intent to hurt that person. It is said with the intent of your heart to hurt that person. Or sometimes gossip is even said in order to negatively impact other people's view of that person. And if we're being honest, if we were to take a, a deep look at the reasons why we gossip, typically it comes from a place of, of discontentment, bitterness, or insecurity within our own life. Where we have to, to choose to intentionally put other people down to, to make ourselves better. We have to be negative about other people in order to, to feel better about ourselves. Or, I think it can even go as far as this, we put other people down 
so that our friends will rally around us and have the same opinion of that person that we also have, so that we feel justified, so that we feel like we're correct. Gossip also comes from from a bad heart. Finally, gossip always occurs behind a person's back. This one is pretty self-explanatory, but it's honestly one of the most important characteristics of gossip. Because when you say something behind a person's back, they're not able to, to defend themselves. They have no ability to be able to come back at you and to say whether or not that thing that you said was actually true or not. Information has been shared about them that they are not able to confirm or or deny. You see, gossip is a conversation that shares bad news out of a bad heart behind someone's back. The second question I want us to answer tonight, number two, is who does gossip affect? Who does gossip affect? You know, I think the assumption is that unless information gets back to the person that we were talking about, it's really not a big deal. Gossip really doesn't impact anybody. It doesn't really hurt anyone, especially if it never gets back to that person that's being talked about. But listen, this this couldn't be further from, from the truth. In fact, the Bible talks specifically about three different types of people that gossip impacts. It hurts the person that it's spoken about, it hurts the listener, and it also hurts the speaker. It hurts three different types of people. You see, first, gossip always hurts the person that it's spoken about. Now, this should seem like a no-brainer to many of us in the room. Because if a person is being talked about intentionally behind their back, it is going to to hurt them, regardless of whether they find out or not. Now, you might be sitting here thinking, why? Why does it it really matter if, if they find out or not? Because when you share information behind a person's back, you have violated the trust that exists within that relationship. You violated the trust that exists between you and that person. And you see that the closest relationships in your life, the people that you would say that you care about most, those relationships, they are built on trust. Think about it, when when trust exists in a relationship, whether it be with, with a family member, with a friend, you feel comfortable talking to that person. You feel comfortable having a conversation about what's going on in life. You feel comfortable sharing the things that that you're walking through, the things that are happening within your family, the things that, that you're struggling with, because there's an assumption there that whatever is shared in that relationship is going to stay within that relationship. You've placed your confidence and your trust in that person to hold that information. But listen, when you take information that you have been entrusted with, information that that someone felt comfortable enough with you to share, and you begin to share that to other people, it breaks that bond of trust and it causes division within that friendship. If we're being real, it's one of the worst feelings in the entire world. 
Look at what Proverbs says in, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Many of you know that exact feeling. You have trusted someone with a secret. You've trusted someone with personal information. And they violated your trust by sharing it with other people. They went around and shared that with another friend or with a group of friends. And because of that, it's had a lasting impact on you. Not only did it damage your relationship with that person, it's also caused you to think twice about opening up again. You're not necessarily sure who you can trust because you've seen the hurt and the pain that that broken trust can cause. Gossip, you see, it always hurts the person that's being spoken about regardless or not of of whether they find out. You see, second, gossip also hurts the, the listener. Now, if we're honest, this is probably something that we've never really thought about before. Because I think many of us have this mindset that what's the harm that could come from from listening to gossip? Like, I'm not the one that's saying it. I'm not the one that's bad-mouthing other people. I'm just kind of sitting here and overhearing it. How bad could that be? Right? I'm not really the one that's participating in it. I'm just overhearing it. I want you to listen to to what Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live, says in Proverbs 17.4. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. You see, it is wrong to, to listen to gossip even if you don't join in. Here's why. Because when you keep your mouth shut but are still listening to gossip, you have in essence communicated that it's okay. One of my favorite Bible teachers and pastors, he says it like this, what you permit, you promote. What you permit, you promote. And if you're going to allow another person to talk trash about your family, your friends, maybe even an acquaintance, and you choose to sit there and keep your mouth shut, you have in essence said that it is okay. Because by not saying anything, you've actually said plenty. You've promoted this idea that that gossip is okay. Finally, gossip, it it also hurts the, the speaker. You see, our reputation as followers of Jesus, should be important to us. And what's your reputation? Your reputation is how other people know you. Now, this doesn't mean that the other people's opinions are everything or that we should be seeking the approval of other people or even that we're never going to mess up or, or make the wrong decision. That's not what I'm saying. But our goal as followers of Jesus, is to develop a reputation that ultimately points other people towards Jesus instead of distracting from it. And listen, a positive reputation, it takes a long time to build, but it can be destroyed in a split second. It can be destroyed with with one decision. And one of the ways that that can occur is through gossip. 
Proverbs 25, 9 through 10 says, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. When you're accused of, of gossiping, not only does it damage your reputation, you have, in a sense, become a distraction from pointing other people towards Jesus. You've become a distraction from, from pointing other people towards Jesus. Because, listen, no one looks at a gossip and thinks to themselves, wow, I want to be just like that person. Instead, they, they say the exact opposite. They probably think to themselves, man, I don't want to be anything like that person. And if that's what a Christian looks like, if that's what someone who claims to be a follower of Jesus looks like, why would I want to be like them? Gossip, it also hurts the speaker because it damages our reputation. The, the last question that I want us to answer tonight, question number three, is how can I avoid gossip? How can I avoid gossip? And as we, we wrap up tonight, I really want to leave you with just some very practical tools that you can begin to, to use in your everyday life when it comes to, to this issue of gossip. And so as we answer this, this last question, I want, you, I want to give you a, a scenario to, to picture. All right, I want you to, to picture this in your mind. I want you to picture that, that over the weekend, you found out that one of your friends got into trouble. They did something dumb on Friday night. They got into trouble with their parents. They've been grounded. And you haven't had a chance to talk to them about this yet, but you know it's a pretty good story. In fact, you know it's going to make a pretty great story at your lunch table on Monday. And all of a sudden, although you haven't talked to this person yet, and you have information that is not going to paint them in a positive light, you find yourself feeling like, all right, I need to share this information. This is going to be a really good story. Now, before you make the decision to do that, I want you to pause, and I want you to ask yourself two questions. They're going to be on the screen behind me. Question number one, would I want someone sharing similar information about me if I weren't around? Would I want someone sharing similar information about me if I weren't around? Second question, will this person trust me moving forward if I share this information? If I share this information with my friends, is this person going to trust me again in the future with other information? Listen, if the, the answer to, to either one of these questions is no, then you have absolutely no business sharing whatever it is because more than likely it falls into this category of gossip. Not only is it going to paint your friend in, in a bad light, it's also coming from a poor motivation from you. And ultimately, you're saying something when they're not there. 
something that they're not going to be able to defend for themselves. Now, what if the roles looked a little bit different? What if instead of, of being the person that's wanting to gossip at the lunch table, you're just the person that's sitting there trying to enjoy your lunch? You're just sitting there on Monday, you're trying to eat lunch, take a break from your classes, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of this situation where you know in your head that gossip is occurring. How do you respond? Listen, I think we know that when gossip is occurring or a conversation isn't necessarily headed in the right direction, a lot of us get scared to shut it down because we don't want to be perceived as, as weird, we don't want to make it awkward, and we don't necessarily know what to say. But I'm going to challenge you, if you find yourself in a situation where you know in your heart that what is taking place is gossip, you have the responsibility to stand up for what's right. So I want to give you just a simple question. If you find yourself in a situation that you can ask to a person who is gossiping. The question is this, have you had a chance to talk to the person about this? Have you had a chance to talk to that person about this? I love this question because by nature, when you ask someone who is gossiping this question, it will automatically make them pause. It will make them pause and it will make them begin to assess, okay, what am I getting ready to say? And if they say to you, no, I haven't had the chance to talk to this person yet, then your response is really easy. Your response is simply to encourage them to go and to talk to this person about whatever issue that it is. Your response is to go and encourage them to have a private conversation which, listen to me, is the biblical way that we are supposed to handle conflict. When there is an issue that exists between two people, our first response is not gossip. Our first response is to go to that person and to have a conversation. But so many times we are so scared to do that that we resort to gossip. We bring all of these other people in on an issue that they have no business being a part of. So listen, as we close tonight, as we wrap up tonight, it's not my intent to, to point fingers. It's not my intent to, to judge you. It's not my intent to, to make you feel guilty. But listen, I know a lot of you in this room really well. And I know that when it comes to the conversations that you often find yourselves in with other people, a lot of them are centered around this idea of gossip. A lot of them are centered around this idea of sharing information with other people that does not necessarily need to be shared with them. So as we close tonight, I want to challenge you. Begin to take an inventory of the conversations that you have. If you were to, to zoom out, 
and you were to, to take a look at the conversations that you have on a daily basis, the conversations that you have on a weekly basis, is the way in which you talk about other people considered gossip? Would you say that the majority of the conversations that you have are centered around painting people in, in a negative light? are centered on, on unpure motives, are centered on conversations that happen behind people's backs. Here's a few questions just to, to ask yourself. Do you share bad news or information about other people consistently? What is your motivation for sharing that information? Maybe it's to, to make yourself feel better or to begin to, to change other people's opinion about a specific person. Are you quick to, to talk about someone when they're not around and to use that as an opportunity to say things that you would never actually say if they were standing right in front of you? If I was to ask your best friend in your life, would they say that you are known for talking negatively about other people or using your words to encourage others and point them to Jesus? What would they say? Father, we love you and we thank you that you have so graciously gifted us this gift of, of communication and being able to have relationships with, with other people and to talk to people about life and the things that, that we're walking through. But as great as relationships and conversations are, they're also some of the messiest parts of our life. They have the potential to so quickly move in a direction that does not bring glory and honor to you. And so God, I pray tonight that we would take a step back and that we would begin to, to look at the conversations that, that we have in our life. The conversations that we have throughout the course of a day or a week or a month. And God, if we begin to notice this, this trend of talking about people negatively, of talking about people with, with impure motives, of talking about people behind their backs, that you would begin to convict us that you would begin to, to change our hearts and God, that we would not look at people as a means of, of information to make ourselves look better. Rather, we would look at people as an opportunity to encourage and to love and to point towards you. God, we thank you for the gift of relationships. And I pray that we would use them wisely. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.